Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation and transplantation. You can always find us at thegiftedlife.org. I'm Lori Steele. I'm Joey Boudreau. I'm Sarah Blakemore. Coming up on this episode... Our favorite carts are back. I can't wait to hear all about their escapades. And we're going to give you some tips for those stressed out parents out there. I'll be listening all that and more on this episode of The Gifted Life. Hang on. We are so excited here on the Gifted Life podcast because they're back. What? <laughs> a dynamic duo. Joe, do you want to do the honors? Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's uh, our favorite cart family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know them affectionately as uh, as Pam and the problem child. <laughs> <laughs> Just Leah, kidding. I didn't say Just it. Just kidding. <laughs> Pam and, well, Pam Cart. And Leah Lopez, who, uh, of course, they're both, we've we've talked to them a couple episodes back, but both members of the Lopa family for years and years and years, and even before they were with the Lopa family. Actually, I knew Leah almost since she's born. <laughs> it's it's oh. that long, that far, far back that You're we You're aging go, yourself, Jen. I am. I know. I've got the gray hair to she's prove She's only it. like 20, so, <laughs> yeah. So, Pam Cart serves as Lopa's forensic relations specialist and, and so good at what she does and making life happen. And then Leah Lopez is on, on my team, a community educator here in the state of Louisiana. And then you guys also uh, share a connection to donation. I know we talked about it on the last podcast, but for those who are just joining us on this episode, uh, Pam, you want to you take the lead on that and tell us your, your tie to donation? Well, our tie to donation is many, many um, family and friends, but one special one is my son, Ryan uh, Scott Cart, who is also Leah's brother. And um, so that really ties us here. But um, I've had where my brother was a pancreas kidney recipient. My sister was a, a tissue donor. My father-in-law was an eye donor. My uh, sister-in-law's sister was an organ tissue and eye donor. Um, Our nephew was an organ tissue eye donor. And uh, my best friend when I was 14 that really kind of opened the door for organ donation for me was an organ and um, tissue donor and then my daughter-in-law dad and sister were both tissue and eye donors wow i only knew about some of those wow yeah we have a long link of donations talk about a family of giving giving. yeah giving life and then ryan's best friend who died the same day with him travis smith was an organ tissue and eye donor 
And we love that. I'm glad you, you brought that up. That was one of the things that I wanted to um, talk to you about, too. Uh, and Lee, I'll bring you in the conversation. Um, you've been promoting uh, the Rose Parade. You guys uh, did that as a family. Um, Ryan was was on the Donate Life float, which we, we talk about. That's on New Year's Day. Millions and millions of eyes uh, watching uh, the Rose Parade and um, all of us looking for that one important float, which you guys loved. Uh, the theme of that. And you were also able to not only honor Ryan and Travis, but our other friends as well. So uh, tell us about that journey, Leah. Oh, well, um, when we found out, we were so excited that, excuse me, that we were chosen to go. It just meant so much to um, get to go and celebrate Ryan and the other heroes and just traveling there. We made it a family vacation. Um my mom and dad and I and my three kids went. My brother didn't get to go. He had to work. Um, so we rented an RV and headed out from Texas all the way to California. So we really got to enjoy each other and just celebrate Ryan and, and the things we wish we would have gotten to do with him also. One of the great things, and, and we were all talking about that, I think it all impacted us in a different way, uh, was that you kind of took us along because you guys shared experiences from like spilled grits to, yeah. <laughs> to craziness um, throughout the whole journey. And it made it so real for us uh, watching you guys and experiencing it. You didn't have to share that, but man, we're so grateful that you did. We were so glad to to share that with y'all, you know, and, and then to share that journey with our kids and to visit mm. the white sand dunes and the Grand Canyon and just to show them God's beauty. And even in Ryan's death, the beauty of donation and that those lives that we've got to save and that site that we got to enhance for those. It really, it really impacted us. And we wanted to show y'all the impact too, because sometimes, you know, we don't always get to see the whole journey mm -hmm. there. So we just want to make sure to share it with everybody. Well, and I want to talk to you guys because we're used to parades here in Louisiana, but you guys were in the big <laughs> California and um, actually had a hand in helping to decorate the Donate Life float, which is made of all of these flowers and organic materials. Like you put your hand on it. Like, I think that's the coolest. Mm -hmm. um, you got to see Ryan's face um, on the float. Um, you got to see John Clark Perry's face on the float. Like, Talk to me. I'm getting goosebumps, know, like right? talking to you guys about it. But uh, tell us your impression and, and what that was like. We talked to you before you went, but what was it like when you got there? Well, huh. it, it is just an outstanding celebration of life. I mean, from every volunteer, everyone that is there, they start <clears throat> in January building the float. For the like 2023 float is now being built, and then we get to help decorate um, on the float. And um, one special thing, uh, well, when we first got there, we you know picked up our things and started meeting, and and we had the honor. We had did a, a rose in Travis's memory. And so we got to go place that. Um, that would be put on the float. And you get to read what um, the families are, what we wrote for Travis out loud and place that flower. And then that's the job I had when we went to the barn was 
place, the flowers donated around the world with sayings, and we would read it out loud. And the first flower I picked in that barn, so I, I count it as a God wink, was from a medical examiner office. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the right place. Oh. And um, so, and then working with other families, sharing our story and the recipients. Um, and then we had, um, you know, of course, they didn't let me get on any scaffold to <laughs> climb up. Smart That's a good thing. The high, <laughs> the high things. They kept me on the ground. And, and that, and, and just, you know, you, you're there, you're doing, you're working. And um, it's just like a clock, just tick-tock, tick-tock. Everything's just coming together. The minutes are going by. The night before the parade, you think, gee, how is this going to be ready? But when it pulled up, to get in line that night they sent me pictures that ryan had arrived mm. and it was complete and just beautiful and and we also had what we they call a sticker trading night and they give you these sheets of papers you know stickers of Ryan or John Clark Perry or and then you trade in the book you meet with different families in this room and you go from table it's kind of like a a mm. dating you know scene almost you go from only table, Pam. To, only table Pam. to table to table, table and yeah and you trade each other stickers and and I'm telling you the recipients I met a mother whose son died waiting on a liver. And then she, five years later, became a liver recipient because mm -hmm. she needed one. And, you know, to hear that story and to, and, and I'm, I'm just telling you, recipients could not think it's enough. And one recipient I met, she got a liver 37 years ago. Wow. But she had a very, very hard time. And she's like, it's very hard for me to even talk to you. And I said, well, you need to share why. And she said, because I've reached out to my family, but they never responded. So, you know, I was able to explain 37 years ago, things did not happen like they do today. But I said, here's the most important part. They gave you permission to live to live so they that donor gave you permission so don't feel guilty for living and do you know they were from nevada she called her son and he came that next day mm. to meet me because mm. she felt it changed her life that she was given permission you know, and I, I, I just, just those experience, I mean, it's like being in a cozy room on a cold winter day 
you're very humble and grateful for that blanket that you're wrapped in. It just gives you that good feeling of family, togetherness, celebration. And I tell you, it, it's an experience you wish everyone could experience. That's That's got to be just an amazing feeling for you, you know, going in, of course, not, you know, not fully knowing what you were going to see, what, you know, knowing that it was going to be great. Of course, you got your family. uh, And I love your family, by the way, I've been knowing (laughs) even Vic and everyone else there for for a long time. And, uh, and so, so, so going on a trip with them has got to be a great experience regardless of where you're going. Wait, do y'all still all get along now after the trip? (laughs) Of of course they do. Well, I mean, we're it's... not going to ask Victor that since he's not on the call. You know? yeah. He may have ask, a difference of opinion. I'll ask Vic you know, on the side. You know, he don't get to talk out loud. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah, to me. Yeah. But, but, you know, so you're going in, not fully knowing, you know, and then and then it's like, and then, and then being able to decorate the float and, yep. and being able to it's see, hard. you know, that, that final, you know, product. like And, and then going from that to... To, to your dating game sticker sharing. <laughs> I love and, her descriptions. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so there. It's just like, oh, it's such a, like a feeling, a heart feeling, like what we, I like to say, fill in my bucket type of, mm-hmm. of thing that. Yeah. Oh your cup is full. Yeah. Yes. Your cup is full. You want to drink from the saucer. <laughs> yeah. Because your cup is full. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, when you're waiting, for that float to come down where like we were on the mountainside, which it was gorgeous. And, um, the other side, the stadium, uh, is the camera side, but you, we start hollering, donate, they holler life, donate, life, donate, life. And it just gets louder and it spreads down the street. And you just hear it. And then when that float showed, because we were, I think, number 20 in the, in the parade. And, uh, in fact, we won the Extraordinaire Award. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, so, um, but, you know, and everybody is shouting, donate life. And, you know, that day before we had walked, well, don't ask Victor this one either. <laughs> he kept saying the mall was just five minutes away from where we were staying. And, well, 11 miles later. Another block. Yeah, just one more block. Point four, point two. <laughs> anyway but people were lined up everywhere camping sleeping on the street but i'm gonna tell you having victor we knew everybody everybody i can see that i can see that (laughs) your whole family so pam i've heard you fall into the good graces of one lieutenant governor of the state of louisiana 
Billy Nungesser. Yes, tell us about that. Billy, Uncle Billy, <laughs> Uncle Billy. Yes, he was there with the Louisiana float, which they had multiple celebrities and, you know, and he was doing his thing. But he came and sought us out. He wanted to meet that Louisiana family. And what was this donate life? And how could he help? How could he get the word out about organ tissue and eye donation? He, whatever he can do, PSAs, anything, he is on board to make sure Louisiana is better. We're better together. And he wants to do it. And he took pictures with us and gave us his cell number. So ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) We were seeing those pictures. For those of you who don't know, that's Louisiana's lieutenant governor that she's referring to Mm -hmm. as Billy. So they obviously made some some great connections. There was also a Louisiana float that was there. So I know... um, Leah rushed over there. She was saying, Pam, I know you too, just to make that connection to say, hey, we're here too, and here's where we're from. But I love that people in, in big places took the time out and, and, and knew it was important uh, to do, and, and, and that's thanks to you guys. I, um, I actually have a question for Leah. So, you know, Leah, you're a donor family member. Your brother was a donor, and now you have your own kids. I'm sure this was such a moment for you to teach your kids about donation. So tell me about them and their experience with learning about it. And I'm sure they were just so excited. They were. They were very, very excited um, to go. You know, they know so much about donation as growing up in the donation realm, Mm -hmm. you know, with mom working for local when I was still in um, junior high and high school. It, you know, you... I'll tell people all the time, most people do not sit around their dinner table and talk about donation, (laughs) but that's a normal um, occurrence (laughs) for us to talk about it. And being that our family has been so touched by donation, you know, from my brother to my cousin, aunts, grandparents, you know, and all of that. So they are very aware of the donation and, and things like that. But they were, you know, so excited to to get to go and to learn more about Ryan. And, mm-hmm. you know, my youngest one, Shine, uh, my mom had had a picture of him in her room. And he kept on saying, my son, your son, you got to get that picture out of that room. He was scared of Ryan's picture. And, he, and we didn't know what he was talking uh. about and things. So we got to, you know, just share. And he was like, you know, Ryan was a nice guy. And he was uh. like, and I said, he certainly, he certainly was. He, um, And they're named after Ryan, my two boys. We have Duke Ryan and then Shine is Shine Scott. So Mm -hmm. um, it was just so good to get to experience that with them. Yeah. Within your own family, they learned about Ryan and then the world because everybody was watching. You know, people love the Riz Parade. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you all got to share Ryan with the world. With the world, you are absolutely right, Sarah. With the world, mm-hmm. I heard you even you even left uh, pictures of him all over the world in <laughs> yes. Los Angeles. We did. I love that. We did. We had posters and of Ryan and the float, and uh, he's in Arizona. New Mexico <laughs> at the Grand Canyon. He wanted to be a geologist and conservationist, and um, 
and we left him at Malibu Beach. He's overlooking the cliff and over to the beach and um, just anywhere and everywhere and white sands and, you know, just um, celebrated him every step of the way. And then even at the Cadillac Ranch and, <laughs> um, and Marillo, that was our last stop. And um, so we got to sign the uh, Cadillacs and leave him there. And um, so we were excited with that. Now, it was 10 degrees. That's a little time that the family kind of had a strain because my vitreous in my eyes, I think, froze. (laughs) 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 And and, And the grandkids' knuckles were frozen and crying. And Leah was saying, my mother... <laughs> Let me tell y'all. She goes, Oh, it's not that cold. Just wrap up in a blanket, you know, put a face mask on to block the wind and all oh, the name on this car. It's really not that bad. Lord <laughs> bless it. It was uh, minus minus two degrees, it felt like. You know, then my dad, he lost the RV. <laughs> And so we beat them back to the RV and couldn't get in. And I'm like, who do you think's going to steal this RV? This sounds like a sitcom. No, some things about an RV that every turn you make, if there is anything sitting anywhere's out, that it's coming off that cabinet. So the grits flew off the cabinet, had to wipe up grits. It, it was an adventure to say the least, but when we were leaving the signs out, um, I had the bright idea because let me cross over this little, you know, threshold at the oh, Grand Canyon no. and I'm going to put them right there, you know, because <laughs> I knew there had to be ground underneath, right? Because I could see a big rock. Well, there was also probably like two feet of snow. Well, I stepped over and when I stepped, my whole leg went through the snow. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I I seen her falling. I thought she was going into the canyon. Oh my god! Here I was saying other people were crazy earlier. (laughs) And you joined the the crew. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross it so I could put him out as close as I could. You know. Yeah, oh, so needless to say, I won't do that again, you know. We I've should have equipped one. them with GoPro cameras That's and cameras right. in the I RV. Know. Like, this could have been a whole show. <laughs> well, this could have been a whole show. And we, we got to the Grand Canyon, you know, and they just give you this little map. And they say, okay, enjoy your stay. And, in fact, the guy that was the um, guard, he was from where we rented the RV. You know, from Minneola, Texas. <laughs> so, so we talking with him and he says, yeah, dude, you know, and he's telling us all about his growing up years. So we, we leave and we thought, you just drive up and there's the king. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we from the country, you know. Lessons learned. So, <laughs> yeah. So we hunt and we hunt and we figure out you can live there. They have hotels in there. They have a train that takes you to the nearest town if you work there and brings you back home. We found out all kinds of <laughs> We circled back. 
Victor Phillips, I'm going to run out of gas. So we said, well, let's go. And I said, we got to go back to the front because the only sign they had was the desert rim. And I'm like, we've seen the desert the whole trip. <laughs> I want to see the canyon. Where is this canyon? And so we were like, so we leave back, we come back. Well, it's a different garden. She's not too happy with us because I'm like, where is the canyon? And she's like, well, it's in here. And I'm like, ma'am, we have been driving and driving. I'm not going 25 miles to to not find this canyon in here. And she goes, well, it's right down going toward the desert rim. It's the whole rim. And I'm like, Oh, well, we had turned around too soon. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> so we found it. <laughs> I, love, I feel you like we're part of the family. Yeah, I, I've had a very deprived childhood about geography <laughs> lessons. You know? Does your husband teach that, Leah? <laughs> yes, he does. Don't ask him. Don't ask him. He knows I'm, I am geological, you know, challenged. My mama was an English teacher, and that didn't work either. So, <laughs> so, so guys, on this trip, you guys were kind of doing dual roles because you work for, for Lopa, and, and yes. you guys live that. 24 seven. And, and we appreciate that, that service. Uh, and you had, uh, another family that you were with. That's, that's close to you guys to the Perry family. We sure did. Um, we got to celebrate John Clark and their family, um, got to go and get to decorate, you know, the float. And, you know, when they say decorate the float, like, you know, we're thinking just, you know, a little bit, and then when you get there and you realize the intricate detail that goes into this decoration, you know, um, sometimes I did get my mother's patience and uh, you just spray some glitter on that and just throw the flowers, you know, <laughs> on it. And what sticks, what sticks, you know, and but it's not that way. They I mean, you got to space the flowers certain way apart. And I thought, oh, my God, are you sure you really want me doing this? Because this is going to be judged. And I started to butt the flowers up you know, too close together. And they were like, we only have, you know, 200 flowers of those. Don't butt those up so close together. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll space them out a little bit more, you know? And, um, and then the Perry family got to decorate the boats and the boats were made out of seaweed and, and Holly, John Clark's mom, you know, they are so specific about detail that she had to take, um, they had black beans, you know, for uh, parts of the float. And then they had, you know, red kidney beans for the other. So she literally had to take if any beans were mixed out or any of the little white parts of the bean were in there. She had to take those out with tweezers. You know, it is such <laughs> a very intricate detail of things. I'm and saying how so I don't get asked to decorate. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, after doing it, it was like. I could do this for another four days decorating. It was you fun. got the hang of it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then, Leah, I know you're, you and your mom are, are close. I mean, you even sound just alike. It's, <laughs> it's, we're having a hard time determining who's who on, on here. Um, but uh, the appreciation of your, your mom and, and the journey that she's been and helping you and your kids on that, that journey, that must have been something uh, that you treasured on that trip. Yeah, it, it certainly was, you know, and, and, and just the whole journey, you know, throughout life and, 
And her strength and passion for donation has given me my passion for it. It was, um, you know, my daughter probably couldn't be more like her than I am in some ways, you know. Um, I always say she loves my mother more than she loves me most of the time. But uh, so it was it was really a good thing to all be together. So, Pam, if you had to describe it in in one word or a few words, this whole experience, uh-huh. um, I mean, I, I can hear you kind of getting emotional um, about it. But what, <laughs> what, how would you describe it? What would you say? Let's see. There's so many words, you know, just it's always way beyond your expectation, you know, and beauty and love togetherness um it is it's just an experience you know you could say magnificent fabulous great incredible unbelievable um you know it's just extraordinary in size that you're kind of like the grinch your heart grows three sizes that day, you know? Oh, well, we appreciate you taking us along for the ride. We appreciate you guys sharing Ryan with us and your family's talents uh, with our families. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. No. So you ain't kicking us out of the family. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you can you can break our branch off. But... <laughs> Pam and Leah, thanks for teaming up once again to join us here on the Gift of Life podcast. Thanks for um, sharing the laughs with us, the memories, uh, making us part of, of your family. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so thanks. much for having us. Here on The Gifted Life, we take a moment for mental health. Boy, I can learn some tips on this one. I'm ready too. Stressed out parents. Yes. What you got, Sarah? Well, we all know we do live in a stressed out world. You know, everybody has work, money, everything that's going on. Like fast paced. Oh, yes. Like taking a moment to just stop sometimes is helpful. But when you're parents, a lot of that stress can go into the way you parent. So what we don't want is some unhealthy parenting from stress. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say parenting, I have to say it's not just our human parents, but I know pet owners as well. If you're a caregiver or if you take care of your parents who are getting older, any caregiving at all Mm -hmm. is really what we're talking about. Um, So how do we make sure our stress doesn't bleed into the way we caregive? Please tell us. (laughs) Yeah. I try so hard. I was going to say, because it's so often... I find myself do, 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 mm-hmm. right. phone call, phone call, and then all of a sudden, you know, my dog wants attention. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or my baby. Right. Or And then you get short with them, with your either your kid or your pet. You get upset. You might be um, go into a moment where you raise your voice a little bit. Nobody wants to have that. You only want positive experiences. Or when you are spending that time together, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about all the things you have to do and you're not fully present. Mm-hmm. Right. So we want to avoid that and we want to make yeah. sure that the time you're spending is quality. So the first thing you need to do is identify your stress triggers. So Got it. The way to do that. <laughs> done. Next. <laughs> um, a really good way you can do this is at the end of your week, you can log all the times you felt overwhelmed. 
or stressed. And then try to identify what was it that made you feel stressed. So is it work when you're getting emails at 8 p.m. at night? Does that stress you out and put you in a negative headspace? Or is it you remember that you have to go to the grocery tomorrow and that stresses you out? So identifying the thing that makes you feel stressed out that then takes you out of the moment of your presence, identify it. It's going to help so much, I'm telling you. Okay. So then what do you do when you identify those Mm -hmm. stress triggers? You prepare. Stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know there's always one more thing to do. I, I, I'll get to you in just a minute. I just got to do one more thing. And they're like, you said that like three times. Yes. Mom. And I was like, I, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yes. So what you need to do is you need to prepare those coping skills that mm-hmm. we always talk about. So if you know in advance, okay, I, today's going to be a really busy day of emails or I'm working late tonight know that in advance and prepare those coping skills. So do your deep breathing exercises. If you're spiritual, pray. If you're having a moment of stress, um, fill out that gratitude journal. Whatever you do, do it in advance and lay out your week knowing when your stressful moments are going to come and prepare for them. I got to hit the reset button, like just breathe, Mm -hmm. breathe and reset. Yes. Yes. And move forward. <laughs> yes. My just, family, we do this very silly thing where if we are stressed out, we call it, quote, blowing bubbles. It's where you take your lips and you go. <laughs> but it makes you do that because then you'll take a deep breath right after because mm-hmm. you're blowing out a lot of air. Anything you're doing to just revitalize yourself and yeah. take a moment yeah. is going to be helpful for you to stay present mm-hmm. and reduce your stress. I'll just take like 10 minutes and and of quiet like any- <laughs> of, of quiet of of mindless of yeah. nothing yeah. just it, even if it's even if it, it is like a tv you know something mm-hmm. on television or on the radio whatever but but it can't be any it has to be for me very simple mm-hmm. right just i'm with you pretty much easy nothing not heavy yeah yes, and I'll you do can that do that you can know when you're like when not to watch a heavy movie or when not to watch right. a stressful show that has like a lot of adrenaline in it Know bef- in advance what days are going to be a little bit more difficult yeah. for you and then make those your easy days mm-hmm. for whatever entertainment or whatever you need. It's yeah. all just about identifying those triggers and then preparing for them. And then uh, as in preparing, I always like have to look at the day ahead and logistically who's where and how we're going to do that. So once mm-hmm. I do that, then I can calm down yeah, <laughs> and actually catch my breath because everybody needs to be in their place and I can't be everywhere. So that's yeah. the stressor too. But you're right, like trying to prepare, like that calms my brain. Mm-hmm. And then you're bit. more present with your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I try to be. I try <laughs> to be. If my kids are listening, I apologize. I'm going to try harder. <laughs> All right, maybe you have a topic you'd like Sarah to cover. Just email us, info at thegiftedlife.org. In our question and answer segment, in light of the fact that we've spoken about the Rose Parade all this time, Laurie, this question's for you. How long has the Donate Life Rose Parade float been in the Rose Parade? If you haven't heard this story, I love it. We always talk here on the podcast about one person making a difference. Well, Mm -hmm. the one person behind the float, his name is Gary, and he was a lung recipient. Uh, Back in 2001, I'm going to quote him here. He said, I've been trying to find a way to repay society for this wonderful gift of life. 
Like, how beautiful is mm-hmm. that? So uh, his vision was this float and this parade that's seen by millions on New Year's Day, mm-hmm. right? So he wanted to have a donation-themed float and just kept after it. Like, he, we always hear these stories, these people coming on the podcast and was like, oh, I wanted to write a book, and then I thought about this, this, and then years later, here's what happened. So in 2004, he started in 2001, but in 2004, they had a symphony of life, and then it has just grown. I mean, we're in 2022 now. Uh, the themes are amazing. People get to put their hands on this float. They get to help with it. We get to honor these heroes, celebrate life, talk about these recipients. I mean, what a wonderful idea. Right. And everybody supported it, and it's grown into what it is now. You hear how it impacts people. Like, we talked to the Cart family today, mm-hmm. the Perry family. We heard from them. Like, just an incredible, incredible idea that turned into something that— uh, we can all enjoy and celebrate on New Year's Day. I look I'll, forward to it every year. Every year, every year. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I get up early, make sure I don't miss it. Yeah. I put it on. That's of the course, one you want to see. Channels, That's the one so, you want to see. Yeah. yeah. So I make sure. Okay. Oh goodness, <laughs> I gotta yeah. make sure I watch that because they, they, they always talk about what's so important to us, and right. that's the donation of life, you know, and it, it's such a beautiful thing. And you, you see the recipients, you know, walking next to the to the floats. You mm-hmm. see all those donor heroes mm-hmm. on the floats. It's amazing. And the, the other thing is the beauty of the float. You mentioned it. It's so crazy to think that that's all natural type. Right. Uh, you know, it's not nothing on there is, is plastic or anything. You know, it's all natural, mostly, you know, flowers and such. It is a. It's just a beautiful thing. And they work on it all year. It is. It's, it's an it's all funny. year. It's, it's, for the interview I've heard, yeah. So, yes. so they, it's, they think about it a year in advance, start working on it, putting, yeah. you know. And talk about the conversations that starts in people's homes. Right. Like, what yeah. is that? What does that mean? It's a way to reach out to people about what we're trying to get the message across, which is donation saves lives and people need it. So and, I love it. And that happens because people text me. Every mm-hmm. year, every, have you every seen time. it? <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I love saw the those. Donate Life float. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then if you want to see more, and, and I love this, but on Facebook, if you go to Donate Life Rose Parade float, uh, you can go back and see the themes. You can uh, read the stories of the people who are honored on mm-hmm. there. Like they really do a great job of it. And Lopa, us here at the Gifted Life, are, are so honored just to just to be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, that was a great question. It obviously got us fired up. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're passionate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so please, if you have questions. Please write into us. We have on our Lopez resource page, or you can even call into the podcast at 504 648 3477. In every episode of The Gifted Life, we honor a hero. Today's hero is Christopher Thrasher. And this comes from Christopher's mom. My son, my hero. Christopher was a great kid. He was a great big brother. He was a great soldier. Most of all, he was a great dad. When it was confirmed he was brain dead, I knew what he wanted. I was on a mission. I was stoic and unresponsive to most people. This was the biggest decision of my life. But to know he saved lives by donating his organs made me feel proud of him. He was a giving soul and lives on today in the lives of others. He was a hero we always knew he was meant to be. I thank God every day to have known such a wonderful soul. And now we pause and say thank you to Christopher for the gift of life.
is going to do it for episode 181 of The Gifted Life. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, you can register anytime as an organ, eye, and tissue donor at registerme.org. These guests on this episode. Wow. Hilarious. What can you say? <laughs> I mean, our passionate. favorite card family, Pam and Leah. It's amazing. You know, their story's amazing. I had been knowing them a long time and never, and again, like you mentioned, I knew that they were touched by donation in so many different ways. And it's just that, t- talk about being part of the Lopa family. They, mm-hmm. they are the Lopa family, right? right. And, and it's funny, a couple nuggets I took out of that with, with Leah, uh, you know, not realizing that she had a Louisiana yeah, accent. I mean, I didn't funny. think Louisianians <laughs> had accents. I thought we all, right, said, you know, I thought you this is are... the epicenter. Of accents and everyone else kind of staggers off. Prime of us, example, right? right, bud? Yep, yep. <laughs> so, and the other take uh, take uh, take away from this is next time we've got to send these people with a GoPro mm-hmm. because that had to be the oh, funniest. Agree. <laughs> I mean, just the way they told the stories is so hilarious. I would love to have been there. We laughed the whole time through that whole interview. <laughs> if you want to call it an interview, yeah, right. we have to up that insurance though with <laughs> that family. The best place to find us guys is at our website thegiftedlife.org. We hope you share. And you can listen to any of our episodes on our website or wherever you like to listen, whether it's Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple. If it is Apple, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating, subscribe, and others will find us that way, guys. On social, we'd so appreciate it if you liked our page on Facebook. It's the Gifted Life Podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Gifted Life Pod. Our ask is that you go out and do something you wouldn't normally do to help us make life happen. For one big team. Until next time. This is a production of LOPA, or the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreaux, and Sarah Blakemore. Our executive producer is Kirsten Hines. Producer is Shalon Caraway. Intern is Rebecca Ranham. And we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez.